0: it's time for the daily review a podcast dedicated to reviews and discussion of tv movies and books look for us at daily review on facebook and twitter and dailyreview.com on the web that's d-a-l-e-y review.com this is paul daly here with my wife caroline hey guys and today we're here to talk about the final colony episode ever in the history of man this one is the 13th episode of the third season it is called what goes around
1: so boy paul you're feeling very much like this show is canceled for good cleaved not coming back no matter what
0: yeah i yeah this is i don't know i don't i don't see this as one of those shows that is gonna get a a life preserver thrown by one of the streaming services. What
1: makes you feel that way?
0: I think the audience is too small. Like when when the show started, if you remember that first season, they were so heavy with the the marketing uh, with like the interactive... games that would come out every every couple of weeks the extra content the videos that they would add the um remember
1: when they did the season premieres like in the bar remember it was like supposed to be like the yonk and they actually had it all together and And then there
0: was the extra content that you could get if you watched live
1: yeah that's right remember that yeah do you guys remember that was that season two i'm trying to remember where it was like you could actually look at it in live and then it would tell you like information about like the weapons and stuff
0: yeah, just uh, extra information that was going on. and That was
1: so cool. This third season, about it.
0: starting off time on a new night at a new time. By off time, I mean like it had always been in like January, February. This time it started in the summer. So you did everything you possibly could to lose your audience. And then you get canceled. You know what I mean?
1: You could tell that Paul's pretty angry about this. Well It feels very saboteur-esque, doesn't it? Where it's like, I mean, 10 o'clock is not a normal time for us, you know? That's that's not...
0: No, that that's the kind of show, I mean, yeah, if that's your time slot, then you expect that to be like bloody or sexy very or something X-rated, like that. Very I mean, X-rated, right. This show was probably less of those things than seasons past. I mean, yeah, people got greased and like very splashy kind of ways but it wasn't like you got like arms landing in front of you or something like that it was right. just like oh my god that happened over there you know it was
1: right like, it wasn't like warranted to be in such a late night spot
0: no no so the usa killed it <laughs> and in doing so shed a lot of audience i'm pretty sure and uh yeah um i don't think netflix is gonna sign up to to bring that or hulu or amazon or Joe's streaming network. The
1: only way I could see them picking it up is if they took it as like an origin story and they just went off in a completely different direction. Like if you took Will in the pod and just started as like an action hero, almost like super troopers with like these crazy ass aliens and all of this kind of stuff on like a foreign planets and all this kind of stuff. Like you could have a completely different show that I would watch I would think is exciting with Josh Holloway you know Yeah um but I do think that I mean in this finale itself I mean they really Left us with not a whole lot, you know, to to hold on to. But I think we could have a time jump in which, you know, if the kids were to come back into play, Bram could be an adult man, look very much different, you know, older. It could be the same actor, but it wouldn't have to be the same actor. Um, same with Gracie, certainly would not have to be the same actress if you had her, you know, shoot 10 years in the future or something, you know.
0: The actor playing Bram, he's gotten bigger, but he hasn't gotten this is a dumb word, manlier. You know how how you told me when we were very young that men just kind of fill out in this way yeah. that separates a teen from a man in a very discernible, like, that's a man kind of way that <laughs> right. teenagers just can't do. Right? He's got big shoulders and all that, but he's still, I don't know
1: you're right he still looks very young
0: like a young man
1: very young right so if we shot you know 10 years in the future or something like that I mean you could have a very very buff Bram play that role and uh, you know I feel like audiences would go with it uh, for the most part and same with Gracie I mean you could have her joining the front lines as a really kick ass uh, soldier so you could have stuff going on Katie I don't know I mean I know we're going to get into where everybody lands here but I don't know how she fits in so we would would have to talk about how that would work but we were kind of jumping the gun a little because we're kind of skipping right over our actual finale which at the time they told us uh not long after the finale that it was is that right no
0: they told us before the finale that it was curtains we
1: knew before the finale but certainly not everyone knew because like if you when you watch the finale, it never said series finale. Like no. USA never put up. And now the series finale of Colony. So if you were just a, you know, a regular audience member who was not steeped in social media and constantly digging for dirt. Good point. You wouldn't have known that this was the the series finale. So it makes us wonder. And we talked about this a little bit on so many shows, radio
0: or SMS on air.
1: Yeah. The idea of when did the the crew know when did the the writers know how how much time did they have to try to do some sort of closure versus leaving the story open enough that they could be picked up by someone else Um, because I mean they could have blown up the entire Bowman family and then that would have been definitive you know sure but leaving it all a little bit more open here I don't know you know I I feel like you can never say never when newsflash to audience members, if you haven't read this already, they're doing a reboot of Alf, Paul. A reboot of Alf. Okay. So to me, you can bring anything back and who knows when it would be.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so many differences. I mean I mean, Alf was a network show on Primetime during a time when cable hasn't wasn't quite so big as it was now. So on its worst day, Alf. Probably had several million more viewers than Colony did on its best day. Yeah. So. Well, your
1: audience is wide and large with old <laughs> Alf, isn't it? Yes. My point was, though, uh, a a story that you think is definitively over. I mean, I can't remember how Alf did. Oh, I don't ended. think the
0: story's done. Didn't
1: Alf go back to Milmac? No. How Al- did it Alf, end?
0: Alf was was captured by a government agency and was taken away for testing.
1: That's how it ended. That's how it ended. Oh yes. my god! What an <laughs> awful ending! <laughs> right. Oh my god, that's terrible, Paul. Damn, y'all.
0: No, he didn't go back to Melmac.
1: Oh, I'm sad. I was hoping he went back to Melmac. Well, mm-hmm. we started with the cartoons, and then he was more a Melmacian. That's
0: before Melmac was destroyed. So, yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's Ugh, So many things. Okay, so let's get started on the cold open here, Helena. Ugh. We bid you adieu.
0: For all the preparation that we've done, for all this colluding that we've done with the hosts, it doesn't matter. We're not ready. What were they, were they, just, they have these NORAD-style doors, and they're all open. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? Right, you right. You can't see these people. They apparently move at light speed. All I got to do is just touch you, and you're dead. Or they fire a weapon we can't even see, and we just leave our doors open, and we're all dead. Do you IGA. think
1: that that was the creature that what they had been using as, like, target practice?
0: Well, I think that was the kind of alien, but that alien, kinds, like, alien.
1: I thought that was it. No. It was, it was only one, and it was kind of wandering around the building. Why couldn't it have been? Well,
0: wasn't, uh, this is, I mean, I'm not maybe not remembering correctly, because I'm starting to just wash Colony out of my mind. He's
1: been super mad, you guys. Uh,
0: but wasn't kinds alien? not dressed in the black commando suit that this guy was. I mean, Kynes alien, I think is just there to test outliers and make them realize that they're failures. And this alien was definitely part of the coordinated attack.
1: How would that work? I mean, so you're suggesting that one alien is, it was never explained.
0: It was never explained how, how he had his pet alien, you know?
1: No, hold on. I'm, I'm saying it was his pet alien and you're saying it wasn't. And so what I'm saying is, I think his pet alien got out of his cage and went around and was killing people, which makes total sense to me.
0: So the alien got from Seattle to Switzerland and found a black commando suit?
1: No, I didn't know that Helena was back in Switzerland. We're positive that that's where that was happening? Yeah. How come? What made you know that?
0: Well, that's where the bunker is. And and when later, when he says Davos was taken down or there's no word from Davos, but Davos is Switzerland.
1: Okay, so then do you think maybe they had pet aliens?
0: No, I think they were attacked by... By a, a coordinated attack from the, from the enemy.
1: I don't understand why they would come in individually. Why wouldn't they just blow it up? Like, mm. why, would they, why would they even send an individual alien? Why if it they is like it a NORAD
0: style kind of thing, it's under a mountain. And apparently they don't even need to waste the, the firepower. <laughs> if they just need to send one commando in because we have the doors open anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a a, a resource thing, right?
1: I guess so. Okay. All right. Okay. So that makes more sense to me. I wasn't sure. I had no idea what we were looking at except for just that. Good question though,
0: because later we see that they have big guns. Yeah. That, you know,
1: I just didn't understand why just one alien, and how would that one alien have even arrived, and how would this have all worked? And I, I just, I don't don't even know. I mean, of course, you know, we don't get any explanation. That's going to be the theme the of the fact this that they didn't know show. that it
0: was coming makes it seem like maybe you're onto something that it wasn't that they didn't have a.
1: a it couldn't have the been the same a breach kind of ship outside, that we saw
0: right? in the in the in the first couple of episodes. You know that ship. Yeah. Um. They would have known that kind of ship was coming. You know what I mean? I would think. So your idea of this being some somebody that was already hanging around on earth waiting for the word to go, that makes sense.
1: And even being like in their laboratory, you know. Could be. So that it could just like open its eyes.
0: Could be. Either way she's dead. They're all dead.
1: I'm sad. That was a wicked way for Helena to go. Her eyes like... uh, Tinkerbell might still be
0: alive, but he's trapped in his cage. So Tinkerbell's dead too. (laughs) I
1: don't remember Tinkerbell.
0: Don't you remember the helper came along and was like, I've got Tinkerbell and held up the cage?
1: Oh my God. That's hilarious and weird. No, I didn't remember that.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Weird. Okay. Maybe the Tinkerbells will inherit the earth.
0: Well, if someone lets out Tinkerbell, that would be the thing. I mean, it was... It was in the cage. Anywho.
1: So moving over to our other more local authority, we've got mm-hmm. Snyder. And he is taken over as the new kinds of the block.
0: Yeah. I even got the name proxy Alan Snyder again. He's, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Paul's very, super annoyed well, by this whole thing. He's going to keep groaning. Very the, interesting,
0: the tack that he takes here because- in this very first scene, we see his true colors, that he is still, at, even at this late date, willing to try to play a double dealer, right? Except now he's in—he's involved Garland, who's not going to let him.
1: Who's at least going to call him out on his shit on that. Like yes. Too late, man.
0: Right. Because he's got this walkie-talkie that can call the hosts.
1: That's some walkie-talkie. Yeah, that
0: is some walkie-talkie. But we- but he he has it now. They also have a captured will.
1: Yeah, so. what up about that? So they just snagged Will. Do you think Will was like he was meaning to die in that whole raid, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's. I think that was his. His. his he was fine with that. It wasn't like he was jumping in front of bullets. But you know, if whatever happens, I mean, he volunteered to be the one guy that stayed behind to hold off an armed force even if they were not as well-trained as him, there were many, many more than him.
1: Right, you know? exactly, yeah. And you were like in these hallways and stuff. It's not like there was anywhere to hide. Yes. So yeah, for sure. All right, so I was pretty, I guess, surprised though that he had gotten captured. And, but we do have to have this last Snyder meeting with him.
0: Yeah, it turns out it's the last one for all time. I <laughs> believe that they would have wound up needing to work together sometime to save humanity Later, if the story had been allowed in to continue, theory, I
1: feel they are still working together. So this is where the whole, you know, what goes around, um, you know, what was it? What's the title of this one? What goes, what goes around? around. All right. So what goes around? I, I believe that this entire finale puts the majority of our characters in a very similar position to way back that we had back at the pilot. And and I'll, I'll point it out when I can. But it, it very much feels very similar so we do find out in this exchange that they have this whole order that they need to have 150 outliers to show up on that island in order to protect Seattle. It was like a trade, basically. And then our host will put up the the shield to protect us.
0: And this is all, just like anything else Snyder has told us of late, very hard to believe on its face, right? The- I
1: think so. 150, all the, I mean, all this stuff just seems like, huh?
0: I mean, we're see- what? I mean, God, dog. I mean, we're seeing the scale of this war. Yeah. La- I mean, later on, they are firing things at us that look to be the size of like skyscrapers, right? That are impacting the shield later, right? Right. But we need 150 humans to go <laughs> fight this.
1: It doesn't seem to make any sense. No sense.
0: Negative sense.
1: But they do have this agreement between the two of them that once again, and, and they even did the callback. You know, like if you couldn't get it, that it's like what goes around, dot, 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 comes around. I mean, Snyder actually sat there and said, when I came to your kitchen and I recruited you, here's why I recruited you. And here's why I'm talking to you today. Same reasons. Yes. And it's like, so, okay, we just, you know, rolled it on back. You know, we're basically in the same scenarios again.
0: We are. We have to wonder if Snyder is telling the truth. We have to bet on, well, Will's a completely different guy. Um, He
1: is. And I'm sad about that. He I don't like anything about this Will Bowman. He's he's not he's not the Will Bowman. He was sold to us in the beginning, you know?
0: No. totally. And I know
1: he's been through a lot. And and Paul and I can be real with you guys and say, like, we've been through a lot in real life as well. And, you know, and we can tell you that, like, yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely puts you through the ringer. Like, don't get us wrong at all. However, there is some part of you that can still remain, you know, like he he definitely has given in to the dark side here in many ways. He's a little Anakin, huh?
0: He is exactly Anakin, actually. Yes.
1: And it's so sad, you know, it's sad to have that character like that.
0: Especially when they're not allowed to have any redemption. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, it's very salty, yo. Very salty. Well, let's just go through and talk about Snyder taking over this leadership role. Um, Will says, yeah, fine. Let me go. I'll see what I can do, I guess. And they give each other like, I hope I never see you again. I hope I never see you again kind of business. <laughs> <laughs> was like that was kind of awesome and a pretty big kiss off. Snyder holds this meeting, right? Where he's like, if you don't want to be on my stuff, it's cool. to say you just head on out, right?
0: This whole thing. On rewatch, uh, I mean, when I watched it the first time, I was like, okay. But now on rewatch, I'm a little annoyed by it. Because, I mean, he started hopeless, right?
1: Absolutely hopeless. And he
0: knows that this attack is coming probably later today. So he bothers to have this staff meeting and just put on this whole show, just betting on himself, I guess. That's positive thinking, because in order for this even to have any meaning... All these other things has to, have to fall into place. Like this, the hosts have to make good on what they said. The outliers
1: have to show up.
0: The outliers have to show up. It's just a huge variable, right?
1: right? Yeah. I mean, there might not be 150. I don't, they've never intimated to us the amount of outliers that actually exist in Seattle. So we have no idea if 150 is 90% of the outliers or 20% of the outliers that even exist in the colony. No idea. So, the idea that, like, can they accomplish that? I don't know if this is a hard task or a really simpy task. Right. They haven't told us. No. What do you think of the way he dealt with his IT, dude? Woo. You've been in more staff meetings than I have.
0: Yeah, it doesn't how really do you, go like that.
1: How do you think it would go down?
0: Um, Not not like that. Uh, this is part of what ruins, part of what makes me sick of this show, I guess, is that this kind of shit ruins whatever headway i thought that he might have made to becoming a balanced type person again like balancing his own moral scales of i've done this wrong i've done this right that kind of thing okay. that i that makes his character interesting uh, these last couple episodes he just i mean he just dives into the the negative and and now we now he has to end this way basically he's a he's a guy that killed another guy in a in a staff meeting yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Was it it's it's very um Vader choking the guy out.
0: But Vader was at least told to stop uh, <laughs> in in that meeting.
1: <laughs> True. I told suppose. to
0: stop this pointless bickering. <laughs>
1: aka choking out right <laughs> but i don't know i i thought i give mad props to the woman uh, the actress who is sitting next to roy who gets killed because yeah, she's probably just
0: like the sanitation secretary you know <laughs> just like she's there to make sure the garbage gets picked up and this dude gets wasted right next it to was
1: her. bad and gross that splatter of blood oh gross right
0: that's very yeah. He seemed to shoot him kind of lower in the head.
1: Yeah, it was like on. Um, yeah, it was like low, low in the in the brains.
0: I'm not really sure what the protocol is there. I know that I know that there's most of the brains is, is a pretty just decent place to to shoot somebody if you're trying to kill them. But this seemed to be low, like almost through the throat. But the guy died right away, so I figure it was brain. Yeah, Maybe there's brain stem. I figure it? it's
1: brain. <laughs> yeah i thought it was super gross though and like super i was like sad i had to see that but also like i said props to that actress who like totally sold it to me that she was like shaking in her boots she was literally shaking in her boots paul
0: she was all of her not just her feet
1: so overall with old snyder you're feeling pretty bad about the way that they ended his character fact or fiction
0: uh total fact that yeah i think his i was hoping for more and there will never be more. And now his, like I said, his scales have tipped distinctly negative. And I thought that there was something redeemable about him. And in sort of a, I mean, he's a tricky guy. Right. You know, he's right. not. He's That's not, part
1: of why I liked him. He's
0: super gray, but now he's dark gray, you know?
1: Yeah. I would say he's almost black, Paul. Yeah got a black heart now right seems that way i mean when he when he says it closed the gateways there and um and the 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 guys like but we still have like personnel out there and he just like stares them down that was also one of those like you just killed everybody you just like killed a bunch of your own people for like no real good reason you know
0: right they have no intel i mean all they know is an attack is very likely to happen but they have no idea how or why or when or anything like that
1: And like here's a question mark why do you have to close the gateways if a force field works or doesn't work, why do you have to close the gateways? If people want to flow in or out, well, what do you give a hoot?
0: Perhaps. He, he does somehow, even though everyone in the IGA headquarters is dead, he did get the little bit of information that it was a commando squad, right? So maybe he just doesn't want them waltzing in through the open gates on foot.
1: Okay. Okay, even though but he said specifically we're going to be killed from space. So again, why are you worried about whether the front door is closed if you're going to be killed from space, which is how they are shot at.
0: I mean, it is how you it is how you protect, you know, you lock all the doors.
1: I guess so. I just feel badly because it just seems like I don't know, it seems like they still haven't wrapped their head around what this war is really about still. Still, after all this, they're still worrying about as Katie points out, you know, the small things versus the big things and all this. And it's like sometimes I feel like the people are like that's s- such
0: a dumb speech. Oh like, yes. I mean I know. I'm, We're gonna
1: get into that. There's
0: not there's not even an agreement on what the big things and the small things are, I don't think. You know <laughs> I don't what I mean? There
1: is. No. I definitely don't think there is. But you know who starts that convo out with her? Bram. First oh, yeah. Bram starts off by swearing allegiance to Snyder. Whoever thought we'd see that day.
0: And he didn't even look sick about it.
1: Yeah, he seemed kind of okay about it, honestly. Hey, remember at the beginning when we didn't know if it was Brom or Bram?
0: Yeah, yeah, those were good days. Future seemed bright.
1: Right? He was just a pesky, pesky little teenage Moppet, right? And then now, my God, you know who he reminded me of? He reminds me of Rolf from Sound of Music in this scene.
0: Mm. Because
1: he, so Katie shows up. Wanting to find Sean Dalton, which I was like, who the hell is Sean Dalton? (laughs) <laughs> right, <laughs> she's like because that's how much like that whole part of them changing their names and yet everyone really knows who they are like never ever clicked with me. I was like, whatever. I mean, they all call each other Will and Katie like all the time, right? She's always like Will. Like they they're don't not, yeah. ever use these fakie names. So then it's so funny whenever they're talking to like their authority and they have to be all like, "Is Sean Dalton home?" <laughs> be like, "I don't know, Bram's <laughs> like- so funny, right? What did you think of this back and forth with Katie?
0: I felt betrayed. I've been a Bram apologist this season, thinking that with the way that he was so quick to defend everybody, pick up a rifle, pick up the slack with Gracie, I thought that he was going in a certain direction that, I mean, stealing Gracie. And then, I mean, you just, I, I don't care if you think that, that Katie was doing a shitty job. She's still Gracie's mom, you know.
1: I I thought that whole interaction was nutballs. I mean, I mean, of course the, the coup de grace when he's like, "All I have to do is snap my fingers and they'll take you away." Is that what you want? If you say that to your mother, I I cannot believe that Sarah Wayne Callies had zero reaction to that. I mean, her face as an actress was like, "Well, this is a crappy argument." Your son just said, I am going to snap my fingers and essentially the Gestapo is going to take you away. And you're not like in horror at his behavior. What the hell, dude? That was a strange scene. His words were so strong and intense and her reactions were so ordinary. It like so didn't match.
0: I mean, a, a perfectly legit parental response to that. Be slapping him across the face and say, snap him. I dare you. you Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or a thousand different things. A thousand different things that getting in his face, gritting your teeth, saying like, I brought you into this world. I can (laughs) take you out. I mean, there's a lot of things that I feel like a parent would feel. And let us not forget. He has kidnapped your child. Your only other living child. He has kidnapped and you have no idea where she's at and he's not going to tell you. And he's decided you don't get to see her. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
0: she used to play like super sleuth for the rest of the episode. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I get it. Everyone who's going to listen to this and say, listen, she couldn't have a big reaction. No, I get it. But then in that case, if you're a parent or if you've been on the receiving end, do you not know the stares and the looks that this mother would be giving This child, I mean, there are ways to discipline it in public where people do not know you are disciplining anybody. And I mean, I just think that it's unbelievable the lack of response for something so egregious. I mean, he's essentially saying he's going to kill you. I mean, if he calls and has you taken away, you're going to be killed. He has stolen your child and won't tell you and has determined you don't get to see her anymore. I mean... What the fuck? I mean, most parents it, you would be hard pressed that she wouldn't care what happened. She might pick up a chair and clock him, you know? Like, are you kidding me? This is the biggest fight or flight kind of moment I I could have imagined for her.
0: Right. And I agree. yet nothing. I mean, we're not violent people. We don't beat our kids. We sound
1: like we are, But but
0: this is, I mean, this is, uh, uh, yeah. (laughs) Let me just
1: ask you. Things are really out of hand. Do you think if we were in a situation and one of our children looked you in the eye and said, I have Lauren and you don't get to see her anymore. And if I snap my fingers, dad, the the police are going to come get you and take you away. Would you be like, are you mad? Or would you be like, listen, listen, Bram? Like
0: No, things, things would be like irreversibly changed. <laughs> yes. After that moment.
1: Like ape shit crazy. Right. Like you're nuts. And I get it. You guys don't remind us. Don't t- do not email me and say, they were in the patrol office. She couldn't respond. Her face as an actress should have been responding. Her body should have been shaking. She should have been. So livid at this situation the the lack of response, the sort of like ah, bram, you stole the kid again you're ah, ah. it's it's all so like. I get it. Like all is lost, okay? This family is so fucked up. It's not even funny to say that they are in any way uh dysfunctional is laughable at this point. It's probably the thing that makes me most angry about how this whole thing ended because they set the show up as which side would you fall on? Would you collaborate? Would you resist? How would this marriage stay together? How would this family stay together? And essentially by the end they said, "Oh, A marriage couldn't survive this. No, no. The kids would die or turn on their own parents. No, it would all fall apart. Like, that is such a distressing message to have sent, you know, by the end of it. Like, well, that could have been foreseeable. Why did you even put a hope, like, at the beginning? Like, Mm -hmm. this family can stay together. It could all be fine. Within this episode we found out that that the I mean, we know that the factory died, but all of our cat all of our characters find out that the factory exploded. So it's like, so there's Maddie, there's everybody like you you just completely imploded the family. Like mm-hmm. and that's how you ended it. Like, oh no, the family would just fall apart.
0: Right. I mean Exactly. What? That's why I'm I'm ready as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm gonna start, you know, replacing this show in my brain <laughs> with something else. I mean, I just-
1: You're so bad.
0: Not happy about this.
1: I'm so mad. Let's finish out Bram and and Gracie's little saga here. Um, he has that awful standoff with Katie. She just leaves. Sal, who you are hating in a big time, if you guys don't remember, that's Meadow's dad, gives him that pep talk about how he needs to keep his mouth shut and basically walk the walk.
0: Yeah. Basically, Bram has aligned himself with this guy who kind of works the system a little bit and we know that he gave up those officers to Snyder one or two episodes ago to get Snyder on the trail for kinds. And then they gave up the bonzo thing. And later on, we see during the raid scene when the gray hats and community patrol first responders show up that he uh, volunteers to stay behind to coordinate instead of going in with the guys where the shooting is going to be. Mm-hmm. And Bram notices this in this way that's like, wait a second you know like that sort of thing so yeah i think he's aligned himself with this guy that he's not going to be able to really respect as they keep if they would have been allowed to keep going you know what i mean now but now he's got gracie wrapped up in this mess
1: right and with people who have no allegiance to them you know, like why should right. Sal put them in front of Meadow or in front of anyone else? You know, S-
0: that is essentially what Sal said when he said, I followed up on your mom. I needed to make sure you guys were on the right side of things. He means he can kind of decide what the right side of thing is as they go, which Good anybody who can, but he but he called out that he would and will you know i think he
1: definitely will and and i think that that first responder part you know you pointed out that it was such a um such a throwaway scene in the end besides the sal portion we had such a great setup we had will and broussard inside that armory uh which we'll get back to and we had bram outside and this could have been this really amazing moment you know father son on the on two different sides and
0: nothing, nothing. I mean, Bram gets to see a lot. Some, some people that he knows that we don't know the names of get gunned down, but that's it.
1: But that could have happened no matter who was in the building. Like they just didn't, they just didn't utilize this opportunity to have this father son moment, you know,
0: wasted is the word you're looking for. They wasted an opportunity.
1: I thought they did. And, And, and again, you know, the fact that he has taken Sal, as like his like new dad or whatever and the new dad was willing to push him into danger you know like no you you can be one of them you know i'll stay back it's Mm -hmm. like oh my god good call i don't know there should have just been something at least will and bram make eye contact or something in this you know something something to make it matter that he was a first responder didn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You're terrible. You're terrible. Well, we're gonna go round Robin about where everyone ends up at the end, but that is essentially Bram's story for this last episode here. Yep. He
0: aligned himself you with know. a with a loser. <laughs> he did
1: have a, a a good moment I thought with Gracie at the at the last kind of last kind of moments with him on screen. I did appreciate there was only one line that they gave him in there that I thought was like was redeeming in the least was that he was trying to explain to Gracie that, you know, I don't know if we're going to see mom and dad tomorrow or if we're going to see them, you know, a while from now, but they love you. And I thought it was In a story devoid of any sort of reassurance that anyone in this family has ever loved anyone or any amount of affection towards any family member within this. And I'm talking Katie to Will, Will to kids, Katie to kids. I mean, so devoid in this last season of any authentic love between anyone. I was happy that he at least tried to say, like, mom and dad could be dead tomorrow. However, they've always loved you. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe they're making crazy decisions by Bram's idea. Um, you know, but they love you, kid. And at least I thought that was that was worth mentioning.
0: All right, I'll give him that.
1: But so speak. <laughs> so speaking of uh, devoid of love, uh, let's let's move over to Katie, mom, and try to figure figure out Katie and her yeah what her deal. Is. Her
0: episode was. Um- You know, of all the piles of shit, hers was probably like the worst.
1: I think it was pretty darn bad. I mean, so she does have this blow up with Bram and then takes off and heads over to Amy and has this conversation about the fact that the factory has been blown up. This was she had so much more of a visceral reaction. You could see her reaction to the fact that she knew Maddie was gone. Her
0: knees gave out.
1: Yeah. Think about that. Think about, like, the, the reaction she had versus Bram and all of his, I can snap my fingers and all that stuff. Like, zero response, just, hmm, oh, well. Factory's gone. She's got to figure this all out. Well, now, weirdly, again, like, since there was no actual fallout between um, Bram and Will, Will's right back at the armory, or right back at the.
0: Their little base. At
1: their little base, right? And so then they have this Katie and Will convo.
0: Yeah. What yeah, Did you
1: think about this conversation?
0: I mean given given how it all ends up I thought it was stupid. They don't they they did a lot of stuff that they that they do in colony which is they talk around their issues quite a bit. They, and they make a little headway on a couple things but they don't say like the real meaty shit, you know what well, I mean? Well first
1: of all, Katie showed up there first and foremost to poke will in the chest about involving Bram in the Snyder heist, right? I thought this was kind of weird because I kind of felt like that Bram's involvement somehow had been tipped during all the different times they had talked about this heist. There had been the video part, there had been the conversation before it, but had there no time, had there been any idea that Bram sort of kind of was around?
0: Bram told her.
1: I know, but told her just now in this episode. But remember how many times this family has visited the concept of there was this heist with Proxy? Oh. And at no time in all these conversations, ever, a little bit, even in that video, nothing?
0: No. no. Because I, I bet Amy took the video uh, when she with, left. When
1: she left. It makes sense to me. I guess I just thought like, man, we're we're finally, that's going to be... The crux of this is going to be that Bram had been around for that, which I I think once they were already doing that business, like where they were at the cabin and they had Bram with a gun at that point, And he even covered mom and dad at one point, you know, so that they could he could help Katie and all that kind of stuff. And then he was actually, um, you know, a shooting person as well when Charlie and all them were trying to get away. Remember? Yeah. Why are we acting like this is the first time Bram has ever picked up a dumb gun? Why? He was the kid who went and stole the fuses in the camp. Like, why are we acting like this is the first time he's involved, Katie? Why are you pointing your finger in his chest when he was involved with Geronimo and all these other things? I mean, he had to go to the freaking, what did they call it? The like prison thing because of his antics. Yeah. Why is she saying like how dare you involve him? He's been involved since season 1. This doesn't make any sense that this would be the breaking point.
0: Then it then it seems more like that she's just more upset that she's all she's finding out, out about this the Snyder thing and Bram's involvement just kind of second and third hand instead of having been in on any of it. Chances are she might have been Fine with it, you know what I mean. That's one possibility that she'd have been as long as she was just in on the planning that was that was actually a good plan. having one of the community patrol people in on informing you how things were going down. great, good plan, but the fact that she's having to find out about it later, maybe that's what's got her butt hurt on on the whole deal.
1: I would be butt hurt too. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know if I'd be more butt hurt like this is their final exchange. That's right. And so what I'm trying to say is like, it's hard to believe that, that this, this issue that has been basically a problem for the last three seasons, him getting involved with stuff, them not telling each other stuff, like, I don't know. It just feels like, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They talk around it a little bit.
1: Right. And like, how much like talking, speaking of talking around it, Will with the whole, I don't know how to dig myself out of this hole. Right. I mean- and Katie's just like, hmm. Like I, I, I If don't I said get that to you, couple.
0: I think you would say, Describe this whole a little more so I can help understand what you mean when you say whole, because I think there's some assumption there that that she just gets it. You know what I mean? And I don't
1: to me, I don't I don't think she th- gets it at all. The
0: whole that he means is I'm okay if I just get shot doing the shit that I'm doing. And, you know, that's not what hole might mean to her. You know what I mean?
1: I definitely feel like he means, like, I am in this depression at this point. Like, I am spiraling out to this place where my kid has died. And, you know, we spent how long trying to get him back. We were finally with him. We had him for, like, 10 seconds. And then he gets shot in front of our eyes. You know, we have to leave his body behind. Like, I don't understand why she... Like, that's where the whole thing about, like, where Bram was involved in something with Snyder yeah, is being held sort of even to all the awful stuff that has happened with this family and all the things that Will is carrying on his shoulders. It's like, that's like the teeter totter. And it's like, I I don't see Katie, why you aren't budging a little bit on this, that like Will is actually carrying a whole lot as well. Like, She sort of claims like she's always worried about the family safety, but not really. I mean, that whole thing. I mean, you basically put it on pause when she yelled out like, I what is it? I'm a I'm a good mom. I did good work at the camp and I held it all together and you like put it on pause.
0: Right. I mean, if she was a good mom. She'd have some idea where Gracie was right now because Bram would not have been so pissed about the constant negligence that he would have stolen her, right? So check, you were a bad mom or ex. That's how you you would say that on a list, right? And the work that you did at the refugee camp, you had no idea what you were doing at the refugee camp. And so you were-
1: You were sending people away to you don't even know where.
0: And by sending them, by doing this good work- that you had no idea who or what you were doing it for. Yes, Kynes had his motives, but those motives didn't include some of these people that you thought you were helping. So he was sending those people away from the Seattle colony to other colonies to to do shit over there because they were less important in under his scheme, right? So now that you're now that Seattle's under attack. Who knows if if those those places are shielded or not, or if it's just Seattle proper? Well, hun, you know they I mean? weren't
1: there. Remember, those buildings were empty,
0: right? They, so, I mean, it, they were elsewhere. We're
1: assuming they're being sent to like the factory. I don't elsewhere. assume we just had them. Yeah,
0: unprotected elsewhere, definitely unprotected. So your good work sure. there. It's not good.
1: It's work. questionable at best, right? Right. And the biggest, she held it all together.
0: I mean, you are scrambling around all of Seattle trying to find clues to find your daughter because you held it all together? No. <laughs> that's that's not it. Right. Your, your husband is spiraling out and, and is ready to just commit, not, he's ready to commit suicide by it? alien. Yeah, basically. yeah.
1: Suicide by soldier or whatever. Right. What do they call that?
0: So, yeah, you didn't hold shit together, dear.
1: Nothing was held together. I mean, her whole business about you should have looked up and whatever. What would he have seen? Expired milk? Kids left alone by themselves, what would he have seen? He would have seen this dutiful wife um doing what asking him how he's doing? like I'm sorry, like this is bullshit. Nothing of what she's saying is actually true at all. and like I thought he was being the most real in this, and you guys, I've said at the beginning this like I don't like what will billman's become at all i don't I don't think that his character is somebody who i Would ever look at, like I did at the beginning, of being a family man, a dad, making breakfast in the kitchen, doing, you know, dropping his eggs on the floor, all that stuff, to now this like super soldier. If you want to start like a whole new story with him, again, with his origin story being remember when he was a family man? Yeah. That's fine. But then that's not what this story, if the story ending for this is, and he shed his family and became a super soldier. Okay, I mean, really?
0: Back when the time jump happened, we argued in favor of the logic of in doing it by saying, well, you you can do that as long as you're like jumping to the next most interesting thing in the story. You know, if it's just a bunch of living day in, day out, then it's not really worth showing. But here, since they're just having to stop the show abruptly and we're having these these conversations that that feel like they just don't make any sense because how could she possibly feel that she had been holding it together? You know what I mean? How could she look and feel that way?
1: Well, and how could she be poking him in the chest and saying like, you're doing this and you're doing that and you're lying to me and you're not telling me all this information. And it's like, that's what all these years have been about. Like there is there is no way that she could be that obtuse to think that she is really any ground to stand on i mean and he like i mean there were moments where i thought that josh holloway gave a great performance when he was like don't lecture me and i mean like he had a different voice that came out you know that didn't sound like his sawyer voice you know where he was mad you know and he was yeah. like, just like you lied all those i mean like he was mad now I don't know if this is Sarah Wayne Callie's bringing this to the table or if this is how Katie is written. I don't know. But her whole just like, how about I just turn on my heel and walk away from you? Hands in pocket. I don't. Again, this is not a woman that I relate to. This is she came in there to get answers. She got no answers. She never really explained what she had been doing, because if she was really going to work nine to five, Mm-hmm. Why wasn't Gracie taken care of? Right. I you... mean, real, real. I'm being real here. Why wasn't there good food on the table? Why wasn't Gracie well taken care of this entire time? What gives? What really was she doing? I don't even know.
0: I think it would have been important to show us how they wound up with this one parent working the day, one parent working the night, but neither one of them actually thrilled with what the other was doing. Story that we that we just started with. The more I look at the time jump the more I think man if <laughs> we don't know when they knew the creators when they knew that that they were done you know we okay. think it was much earlier than they told us but we're not sure if it was during production or not but I can't imagine that at the point when they wrote the time jump that they had any clue because it the way that they have to end up here makes that time jump seem like a huge mistake you know what I mean to me that 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 there was something there worth showing us the decline of the Bowmans was worth documenting and not just arriving at
1: i I agree you know? wholeheartedly because that was the part that would have given us some explanation as to like why like was Katie depressed about Charlie? Is that why she wasn't helping Gracie with her homework and cooking her good meals and making sure there was food in the in the fridge and all that kind of stuff because that kind of stuff is like. Well, first of all, let's back up for just a second. Didn't we um, very clearly show that the groceries are delivered to them? We did. So in that case, why did these people have expired food in their fridge in a way that was like they didn't have fresh milk?
0: No good reason.
1: I mean, weren't they given stipends like <laughs> weekly or whatever? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of confusing. Um, but But to your point, like. They should have shown Katie's pain during some of this. They showed us Will's decline, but Katie's been sort of like stiff upper lipping it in a way that's like, it's very hard to have any sort of empathy for her at this point. And especially when, if you're married, as long as they've been married, if you've been married 20 plus years and your spouse says, I'm in a hole that I can't dig myself out of and you end that conversation by twirling on your heel and shoving your hands on your trench coat and walking off. I think that you're you are fucked up like I can't believe you would leave your spouse like that. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I just I just can't like and I understand everything about kids. I get it. But you can't give the speech like let's fix the small things before we worry about the big things. Do you think your marriage might have been something worth Trying to figure out right there for a second, you know, taking a moment to hug him. I mean, he did say, he did try, I thought, with the line of like, I'm proud of you. You've always fought for what you have believed in.
0: Fought for what mattered.
1: Get the kids, find a place to hide, all that stuff. I know you didn't believe it. I know, I know you didn't believe it. But no matter what, even if you, let's just assume he's going to commit suicide. If his last words to her are... I'm proud of you. You fought for what mattered. Get the kids. Stay with the kids. Keep them safe. I'll come back to you someday. Are those words to really be so like disappointed in?
0: No, those are good words. Those are You're just annoyed that it was like
1: he had no plan. And so
0: No, he didn't have any plan. And I think he kind of knew that he was volunteering. I mean, that that whole plot had already been introduced by this point. They'd already done their fact finding. The last kind of piece that fell in place is something that we'll get to with Broussard, but that was the conversation between Broussard and Kynes that we didn't get to see. We just got to see the outcome of that kind of corroborated this idea of the 150 outliers being needed. But I think he knew that he was going to sign up already. Or whatever it was. Yes. yeah,
1: I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And so I agree with you. What, what he said was something that a soldier going off to war would say, I love you. I'll be back. No matter what, you know, even if he knows in his heart of hearts, I'm going to run in to the first bullet, you know, I mean, I still think that you say those things. I just I'm I'm really sad. And if you took this couple that you saw at the beginning and those first couple episodes, just go back to the very beginning of them having sex in the shower or whatever. Really, honestly, there being some amount of passion or something between them. People can argue with me all this, all they want that like losing a child or whatever, all these things, okay, fine, then if that's what busted them up, then that's what busted them up, but then stop like pointing fingers at each other, you know that like you ruined this marriage, no, you ruined this marriage, if it's because they lost a child, then it's because they lost a child. you know what I'm saying, yeah, but like stop being like, well, you're the liar, no, you're the liar, it's like this is st- stupid and and annoying and certainly not entertaining to watch as an audience, you know it is this is not fun um and they've taken a marriage that could have i think if someone could have broken in that situation and finally been like it, i don't know it's the way that they always cut away you know we talked about that before like how they're sitting on the ground she like kind of puts one hand sort of out a little bit sort of in theory but they never showed the completion of that mm-hmm. will leaning up against the wall crying in the dining room there was a no conclusion remember and all those people would like kind of tweet us and whatever and, oh you're supposed to assume or, oh, you wouldn't want to be touched, or, oh, whatever. Well, how in the world did that end?
0: I don't think we can assume anything like that with this couple because look at how they wind up separate. They don't have any idea how they're ever going to see each other ever again. And in fact, one's probably dead. So I
1: just think that in this particular one. stitch, I mean, I feel like, you know, many families who've gone through any sort of trauma, you don't leave each other without saying, I love you. You know, I, I, you know, giving hugs, that kind of stuff. In our family, we don't leave each other without saying, I love you. I, You know, be careful. I'll see you soon. You know, that kind of stuff. Every time we leave each other, right? Right. I mean, without a doubt, there's there's no in between. So the fact that these people could be in like the apocalypse and constantly just stomp away from each other, like life and death doesn't matter anymore. It's like, I just, I don't get it. I don't feel for this at all. So let's move to your volunteering for the pod. So you said you felt like during that argument with Katie that he knew the entire time he was volunteering for this pod or volunteering to be an outlier because we don't really know exactly what it meant. I don't think he knew that meant being a pod, whatever, you know? Right, yeah. So when we got to that scene where Broussard is giving everyone this big pep talk, did you think he'd be the first one? How did you think that was going to go down?
0: I had to think about it afterwards to come up with a good reason because. When Broussard came in the room and and said things like, we have to lead by example in order to get the other outlier groups to commit men and women to this cause, that we're not even sure if it's real, I, I kind of thought that Broussard made sense to volunteer. It was only afterwards that I thought, well, of all the main players, he's the one that knows how to run an insurgency and Will does that's not really Will's thing. But on if you're sending guys away to a mission where you're pretty sure it's a one-way kind of deal, you usually send the ones that don't have kids and wives and stuff like that. It's unfortunate, but that's how the deal goes. Yeah,
1: it's usually like the unconnected people. So then that would have seemed more like Broussard would have been the more logical person, where he might have said, Will, I want you to stay back here and and run this and keep a safe place for for your family and your kids and everything and let me go. You know, like that to me would have been a very natural thing to happen. Actually see Tori Kittles in the suit to go because then again, Tori Kittles could have been a whole nother super soldier story. And that would have made sense to his origin story Mm -hmm. for him to become a super soldier after he was in the military. He lost his family like he lost his mom and everything, you know, like his story actually ramps for him to like jettison the Bowmans completely. And start a new story.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: That would have made sense to me. I would have actually been cool with that twist, you know?
0: But no Will volunteers instead.
1: Especially if, you know what, if Katie hadn't stomped off the way she had, you know, because they had to go find their kids. Yeah. Um, wh- it could have been amazing to have Katie and Will be the leaders of the insurgents together, you know, with like their first thing they have to go do is get the kids. <laughs> you know but like wouldn't it have made sense to have them come back together and be able to actually fight something together because then the original question of do you collaborate or do you resist the answer would have been you stay together in whichever you choose
0: that that would have been a much that would have, yeah that would have, that would have, i would have at least liked that finale even if it would have been in, like an incomplete series finale that at least would have Made some sense.
1: Well, so, and Broussard had to be pep-talked into this leadership position by Amy. We have that whole scene where, you know, she's going to be the Machiavellian voice in his ear. They did not do enough for me to solidify that relationship to make me feel like oh, we've got this power couple who's going to lead this. Even though they kind of told it to us in the, in words, they were like, I am going to be the voice who speaks into your ear who's going to give you the guts to be the leader. Like she actually said all that. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Because they didn't show that ever. She in fact was like, you don't bring this shit to my house or you can go sleep out on the curb.
0: They haven't shown us enough Amy Broussard stuff to tell us i mean yeah they had a long trip together but they never really made it um a romantic thing between them Yes, he seems to have some respect for her and her abilities and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, when push came to shove, he still backed Will rather than her. Yeah, and was like
1: supposedly kicked out, but like never really left. <laughs> that whole part was kind of weird. Yeah. When I look back, that was kind of like, huh, did she know? I thought that, you know, Broussard did a good job of being the leader, you know, bringing that back. I thought it was weird and silly, the idea that he had to be told he was the leader, because like you said... He already has been a leader of an insurgence before. He has led a whole pack of people. Amy wouldn't know that, but he didn't need her to say those things. She was acting like she really did find a hermit in, you know, the in the authority you know building and 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 sort of raised him to be a leader right you know and it's like that's not what it was at all in fact you know he was had a whole crew of people that's how he knew katie you know like you're so lame amy god
0: lame amy
1: it didn't honor broussard's story when you have to have a man who is strong enough and certainly had the leadership qualities have to be told by somebody else anybody else much less this woman who basically just came in on the scene in the last, how many episodes, 10 episodes or something that who he is, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. And he's kind of old for that speech you know?
1: It's, Agreed. It's more of a- Agreed. That's more of the, a Bram speech, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I didn't like any of that. I appreciated the re rate of the Armory and actually having that moment with the um, Buenos Aires and finding out that, yes, they're coming. Los demonos, Paul. They were actually coming. I appreciated that we had a little bit of the information there. I didn't like it that they skipped the Kinds Convo because, like, when Broussard's like, I got questions and then they just, like, flash forward to them having the pep talk scene to the rally the troops, if you will. I didn't I didn't understand why we yeah. didn't get to see Kynes give any info.
0: I, I would have liked to have seen that conversation as well, because all the pieces weren't exactly there and Kynes didn't even have all the pieces. So them coming together to have an understanding that more or less corroborated Snyder's Demand that they supply 150 outliers. I think that would have been important to see. Uh,
1: I think so too, and I and and it's weird too because if you think about this again as the end, Wayne Brady had like no big scene then. Like mm-hmm. like we he his character just fizzled out here into nothing. Like if he had had that talk with Broussard and there was some passing of the torch or something, I feel like Wayne Brady deserved that. Kinds the character deserved to have some sort of wrap up. Of all he had done and what he was trying to do, you know? Mm-hmm. We don't even, we will never know. Well, what the hell was he trying to do with the mesh? What was he doing with all, you know? Like, I wish he had just said, listen, there's a whole bunch of mesh and here's where it's located. And you guys can make these super suits and, you know, like mm-hmm. something, anything to sort of like make it make sense of all the work that Everett Kinds did. We really don't even know. Nope.
0: nope.
1: And it doesn't get passed on. Like, it'll just go away with him in theory you know we do found that find out that that bellevue has all these supplies and so it seems like that's where the logical you know go-to base will be for broussard and his his crew
0: yeah the cavalry shows up it's funny um you could it's almost like you could tell that they were running out of money or something because the way they shot that bunker scene was like We we see them. The cameras behind Broussard coming out of it for the first time, right? And then everything else about it is just like, yeah, it's back there behind them trees. You know, it's like
1: well and not only that too but like the calvary guys they didn't come out of like a bunch of like humvees or something they literally had some sort of chain link and then like a crowd of people come around it and swarm forward like they just walked there from we don't know where and it was like oh well i guess that would be the cheapest way to shoot that huh
0: yeah yeah just like real low budge (laughs) (laughs)
1: It was weird. So that does end Broussard and Amy's story. And in theory, Kynes is with them, I assume, in Bellevue. I mean, it was very vague about what Kynes' injuries actually were in the end. And even they address that. Like, Amy's like, without an MRI machine, I can't possibly know if you're bleeding bleeding internally. So then it's like total 50-50. Kynes could be dead by morning. Kynes could live to 105. You know, like, we don't know. So let's go around and see everybody where we left them off. All right. So, like we said, Broussard and Amy are going to lead this new insurgence.
0: And they are under the dome.
1: Under the dome and then underground, it seemed, even, right? Or some sort of bunkery something. Some kind of bunkery
0: something, right? Okay. Uh, Bram and Gracie are with uh, Meadow and her dad and mom just witnessing the assault from the backyard.
1: We have Katie who has used Michelle to image search meadow and got an address i i never really put together that the refugee camp was actually outside the gateway of seattle i guess it it does make sense that that's where the processing would be but i never really put that together that like she kind of worked in this sort of like strange transition zone between like the out there and the in here. Um, and so she is out there talking to Michelle, Michelle, I thought turned out in the end to be a good person. PS, you know, saying she needs to stick around with the people who can't leave. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought
1: that was actually cool. And that she actually was always had allegiance to kinds and not the IGA was, I thought like pretty cool. Because Katie really sort of assumed that Michelle was just on the bad, you know?
0: Right. That she was... Yeah. Yeah. But the, but kind's motives weren't clear right then.
1: Right. And still, to be honest with you, not 100% clear even now. Because I just... I don't quite know what he what he has in mind. I'm not exactly sure. So she was left outside the gates, you know, when the swarma people were trying to get back into the, to the actual city, which kind of seems like bullshit. Cause it seems like a lot of technology and supplies and food and medicine would be left outside the bubble. I don't know. Again, old snide making those snap judgments. Right. Right. But she's outside looking for the kids. I, I did think that was a wicked bookend to our very first, episodes of Will looking up and having the walls drop down to having Katie looking up and having the gateway closed and the and the missiles coming down or whatever we're going to call those things. Yeah. explosive devices coming down. I thought that was pretty cool bookend in that way, right? Yeah. Will we have getting strapped in in the pod?
0: Yeah, totally. Uh it's weird. His pod, you can see that that there's like glass and there's pods in the other room, but his pod is like all by itself. Maybe pods get moved in there later. I don't know.
1: Intrigue, though, who knows? And we have Snyder, who is watching the the explosives hit the, the shell of the dome that's that's protecting them, and he is up in that penthouse that he's now remodeled with his own gigundus portrait of himself, and and he kept some of Kinds's like cool guitars. I thought yeah. that was kind of icky, huh? Uh, but there he was, you know, smiling. You know that he had basically picked the right side and made the right choices, um, or at least we'll see another day, right? I
0: think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, that you're, there's pretty good consensus that the that the shield wouldn't have been there had the outliers not shown up.
1: Exactly, and I and I feel confident that that the only way that was going to happen is to get that information, you know, from. It, it had to go that way, like from Snyder to Will to Broussard, you know, Yeah. and make it make the move that way. So I think that that part of the story actually did work out in terms of the outliers. I don't feel like super great that I understand it. You know, one of the questions that people mentioned was the greatest day and that we never got any answers. But I wouldn't like to throw out that in that cold open. Helena says it will be humani- humanity's greatest day. When essentially all this is over and all of our sacrifices will will finally uh, make sense because we will still be alive because we collaborated with the hosts and, you know, and these enemy aliens will be dead and we'll all celebrate and that will be humanity's greatest day. Um, I kind of think that that was the greatest day. Like I I am in for it that that was the you had to be indoctrinated into this religion to be willing to sacrifice everything in order to participate in the greatest day you know and why children would be the most important is because it would be generations from now Mm. you know that that it would probably happen so these adults would probably be all dead but the children they're going to be the important part of the greatest day because they're going to be the ones inheriting all this right
0: and to me that just sounded like typical kind of executive recycling of marketing language that everyone's agreed that we're supposed to use. Because the rest of that speech was was like our sacrifices, right? I'm talking about our sacrifices. But she in no way intended for our sacrifices to include herself. I mean, she was in the bunker. You know what I mean? So, that's why it felt like, well, I'll just make this kind of resonate by using Greatest Day as, as just just a way to kind of rally the troops.
1: I could believe you. And, and I mean, maybe that's all it was. I just feel like, at least for my own self, in terms of like tying up loose ends, I feel like, well, I could believe that that, well, it would be the Greatest Day, would it not? When all the aliens left and the planet was back to ours again? Wouldn't yeah, it be that'd the best be a big day? improvement over these days. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the best day, so I would look forward to that. I, you know, I I'm going to disagree with you on the concept that Colony could not be picked up. I think that it could be, but I do think that it will be a radically different show. I don't think it will have anything to do with the Bowmans in the way that it it started off. I think that there could be this super soldier, awesome you know, really cool intergalactic war kind of show that could exist with Josh Holloway at the helm. Um, And at some point in time, seasons into that, you could bring Tori Kittles and and Snyder would have to be a part of it. Snyder could come on. Could you imagine him walking onto a ship that Josh Holloway was on? Like, that would be kind of amazing, right?
0: I think you could finish this story with books or comics. It's not like it's a totally shit story that just needs to be abandoned. I mean, just just the odds of it getting picked up I think are just non-existent.
1: So what would it do better as a comic as a book as like a 2-hour movie what what could it be? Mm-hmm. I'm saying if you disagree that it well, could they, continue as a series. Th- the
0: way that they've they've taken the the story points and like you said like reset several of them but then added in these other very perilous conditions like Katie being trapped outside the wall, Will being sent in a pod, all this kind of stuff. Um, it seems like they retwisted everything in a way to make it like, no, we really wanted this to go for another three seasons, you know, that that sort of thing. So it seems like books or comics would be the right way to, ex- if you wanted to see the story end, that'd be the most likely way to see the story
1: So, but end. what would be better, a comic, a book, a two-hour movie? Like, what would work? Uh, to me, I'm going to say comic-
0: yeah, I was about to say comic myself.
1: I'll tell you why. Because I think that you could draw really cool creatures and really cool, you know, like the actual landscape of things would matter. And I know you could do a great job describing it in a book, but I think that you could do a great job with the drawings plus the writing of a comic, you know?
0: I think it would feel more dynamic and, and more like the show if you did have the drawings. If You just went straight words. I don't know. I don't think you'd, I think you'd have to write it differently because you'd probably be pulling in a different kind of audience. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, and and I don't know how this works at all, like because I, I didn't read any of the Walking Dead comics or anything, but like, and 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 in this case, this would be different, I guess. If you had characters like this in a show, I'm asking you as a comic book guy, would you draw the characters to then be like Josh Holloway and Sarah Wayne Callies and Peter Jacobs? Yeah. Person, yeah. All you that would. stuff like you would do. Yeah. So, so then in, in in a weird kind of way, those of us who watched Colony or whatever, you actually kind of get to like see your people again. If right. You will.
0: Like there are Star Trek comics and Battlestar Galactica comics. And,
1: and they stuff. are drawn like the actors that play them. Yeah. We'll see. That's kind of cool. I think that can probably make it. And I think you could come up with a really cool story. There's a lot that you could jump off from with where they left things. Just looking at each individual story, if you just picked up on Broussard and Amy or if you just picked up on Will or you just picked up on someone, you know, there's a story to be had there, you know? Yeah. And I think, I don't know, do you think that they possibly left it like that on purpose where there was like some amount of lines that could go, you could pick it up and follow any trail, I guess I want to say.
0: No, I I think they wrote it intending that they themselves would continue it.
1: Well, you know what? Hmm. Even without Colony, Daily Review is going to continue, Paul.
0: That's right. We're not going to leave you in a lurch.
1: No, you guys. We're going to pick up some other shows, especially we have coming up this fall, like This Is Us and The Orville's coming at Christmas time in January. We have so many good shows that are still coming. And we're going to pick up Black Mirror coming up next to do uh, for these like seven or eight weeks between now and when all of our great fall programming is gonna, all going to come back. But you can listen to us in the meantime on radio Mondays and Wednesday nights. That's on the Jay and Mike show
0: website. You can check out Jay and
1: as well as SMS on air and uh, so many shows. Check them out. Definitely on Twitter. And we have great other podcasts that are on so many shows. If you guys haven't listened to like making it, I am loving the show, Paul, loving it. It's making me want to craft like crazy. It is this awesome show with uh, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman honest to god i was like where's my glue gun like as soon as it was i really i want to get crafting so if you're not listening to it right now tracy is doing an excellent podcast with her mom actually Mm. which is really cool and different so we really highly recommend it you guys get out there and listen to it thanks so much for listening
0: thanks catch us on itunes or your preferred podcast software our website dailyreview.com that's d-a-l-e-y review.com facebook or twitter or wherever you find us, please leave us a comment and a rating to let us know what you think of the show.
1: Thanks for listening, pot people. Thanks for
0: listening to my mom and dad. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Just go home, folks.